0: 106 miles to Chicago, we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Good morning, Vietnam! Here's Johnny.
1: He told me, keep your friends close, but your enemies
2: closer. You're gonna need a bigger boat. I love the smell
1: of napalm in the morning.
0: I love you. I know. Say hello to my new
2: friend!
0: Rose, when we're going, we don't need Rose. All right, welcome. Are you still watching? Today we got a special episode and it's releasing two days early. <clears throat> um, gonna be a little different. It's not really talking particular movies or TV shows, but um, I guess more for September Eleventh, we're gonna kind of talk about where we were, mm-hmm. what we saw, some of the things that we felt, and then um, because there's been so many rem or not remakes, but like. There's been TV shows. There's been a ton of movies. Um, so Yeah, it's just not really a centered episode on one particular thing, one particular documentary. Although I do recommend watching the one on Hulu that Nat Geo did. I thought that was done really well. I don't know if you guys watched any of those. I didn't get to see it. Um, but yeah, those Thanks. are done really well. It's I think like a seven or an eight part series mm-hmm. and it's done in conjunction with the museum up there in mm-hmm. New York city <clears throat> and lots of interviews, lots of footage. Um, and then I wanted to kind of talk to you guys too about, uh, rescue me. Cause I think it kind of, it captured a little bit of the after I think that a lot of the, departments mm-hmm. were going through and uh, it seemed to me like uh, something very possible that you know you have these firefighters that they do have that PTSD they are you know they're going through things they're drinking a ton they're fighting they're just you know they're what's the mm-hmm. word they're 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 fighting their inner demons yeah. i guess like trying to find a way to cope with it all yeah um, so I guess uh, we'll start with the young one of the group, Josh <laughs> Me? Oh, I mean, yeah, if you want <laughs> All right, go ahead so Josh, where were you on nine eleven oh one I was about eight years old in
1: the third grade, no idea what was going on. I can say the name of the school because they changed it. It was uh, James Bowie Elementary, right next to the apartments I was living in. And my older sister picked me up and just later on I found out like my mom, she told her to come and like get us out of school and like I don't really remember too much like vividly, but I remember like seeing and just like showing uh like the like the uh plane just like going into like a building like over and over and over, like people were just shocked. Uh, I could be misremembering that, but like that's just like what I remember. What
0: about you, Frank?
2: Uh, I was in high school. I don't freshman. Uh, Getting ready for school,
1: get to school. Everyone's telling me, did you see what happened on TV? like, no? And they were like, oh, I'm well, going to attack the World Trade. And I thought it was just like a bomb, like, you know, how they did it back in the, in the 90s, Uh-huh. <coughs> so the garage or something. And I thought that's what it was. And then, when they, again, I got the class, they just started showing the, the new suite on all of my, and every single class they're showing the new suite. And, oh, well, that's shocking, you know, to say the least. did did they let y'all like out of school did they say anything about like your parents can come get you or no no we we started to go to school
0: (laughs) what about you I was in Miss Pugh's science class and uh, she rolled the TV in which I thought was weird because I don't know why I got to school early that day so I was in her class and I remember her rolling it in and then turning it on and I was like, what the hell's going on? Cause it's, it's before the bell and all that. So it didn't make sense to me. And then, yeah, when she turned it on and I saw it, I was like, Oh damn. You know, like, <clears throat> I don't know what to think. Um, but it's like Frank said, like we still did the whole day of school. They didn't uh-huh. let us leave. <clears throat> <clears throat> and then uh went home at, Two forty-five, I think, or whatever the release time was, and yeah, and then I just started watching it. It's just all on TV. It's I I work
1: overnight now, and I don't know if like you guys know, like it's you can get very your emotional can get very out of whack, like you can be very like sad and anger and stuff like that. And I was watching some, you know, just like some clips about it yesterday, two o'clock in the morning oh man it was like still making me like super super emotional i'm not gonna lie like i was like almost like tearing up and i had to like stop because i was at work i was like because i i saw like when the second plane hit i saw from like different angles of like people like with with like the debris and like the, uh, smoke coming down on people i saw uh, a flight simulator of united 93 like when they showed like the pilots uh passengers it showed like one of the 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 hijacker was a guy he went to flight school did hand to hand combat and he was trying to send a a message to the passengers but he accidentally sent it to like ground control and he was like this is your captain i have a you know we have a bomb on here and just to like hear the voice of a hijacker it was just like, like this is like real like audio of it was just hunting and you could see like it was uh one man like i guess like he he called his wife he left the phone on there he's like me and the rest of the men we came up with a plan we're going to try to get in the cockpit and then it, it let you know like the people in the cockpit was like they they knew the passengers were like finna come up there and attack it so like they tried to set up a barrier and the other passengers like came up with a food court and the guy. You hear him like calmly, he was like, "Do you want me to put it down now?" And he was like, "No, nah, not yet." And he was like, and he kind of like moves the plane up and down to try to get them to stop, and he asked the games like, Do you want me to put it down and he was like, "Yeah, put it down, and like and you just see it like when it dives down it, yeah, I'm just saying like it's it's one of them things like if you, if you, if you, sometimes like Tom can like list. I guess like lessen the impact of certain things, but this is like one of them. It's just like now it's oh, it's still just haunting.
0: I think one of the things that watch like watching the Hulu doc um, is like you said the recordings. <clears throat> like it doesn't usually I can separate, you know my feelings from stuff but Mm. like i get angry like i I get super angry and we watched every single episode over like i don't know two three nights and um i was going to bed angry because you hear the fucking recordings and it didn't sound surprisingly calm yeah well that's the thing that freaked me out because there's recordings of, um, you know, they're above the eighty ninth floor on World Trade Center, oh. and for the most part, you know, a lot of them are they're kind of calm, uh-huh. and you can hear it in their voice. It's shaky, but you you also hear them like trying to reassure whoever they're calling, like Ooh. you know, I'm oh to no, of- oh yeah, I I I, I uh,
1: I'm I'm sorry, like I didn't I didn't hear any footage from like people on like in the towers. I was talking about like the, uh... I just heard like footage from the the people. Uh, the hijackers of United ninety three. I was like that. Their voice, the guy on there, he was like super calm about it. I didn't hear anything about. Ah oh man, I don't know if I could like, like do that here. People in the towers and stuff like that. I would just probably be a from hearing no, that.
0: They played the uh, one of the guys on United ninety three. He has a voicemail to <coughs> yeah. his mother, I believe, and they played that one too. Mm. And same thing. Like I, I was upset and I was angry. Like, it's just it's, it's fucking real man. It they're not re-recordings, they're not, you know, yeah. something that was done up in the studio and it still sounds clear as day and that you hear a little bit of the calmness in their voices, but it's still kind of shaky and mm-hmm. you hear crying and, you know, it's I, I don't know, man, it, it's hard to to watch. Like, I don't want to re-watch that again for a while. It,
1: it was one. They didn't have the audio. They just sort of like the transcript. Like I guess like the guy he called his wife. He must have left the phone going. And like it was after they all agreed to go. And you hear him say, "Let's." He's like, "Let's let's roll or let's like you know let's do this." And like and when you hear that, you're like, "All right." Your natural reaction is like, "Oh shit!" Like they get through everything is going to become, but it didn't. And uh, you know they died but they averted because that was going to i want to it was in like the pentagon or like the Capitol. it was going somewhere in washington Mm -hmm. and it landed like in the field i want to say in like Indiana or something like that and just like man just to know like you you're finna die but you know you're going out (laughs) on You own like you're you going like what a fight. That's a scary, scary thought. And you just like just imagine having like to process all of that, but like, yo you're facing death and you can either run from it or you and you have to accept it It's,
2: it's just crazy.
1: I think like Spike Lee recently released a documentary series on uh HBO. I haven't got around to it. Well, the Epitome. I, I started of watching. It. It's not solely strictly
0: based on uh, 9/11. Okay. It's, it's it's based on New York City and like how it's coming back from COVID and how mm-hmm. it came back from 9/11 and all that. That's a good one. There's a Netflix documentary on it though. It's really good. Actually, I'm watching right now.
1: Well, something that I didn't know that I found out, like all of the uh, the boats that came and they they rescued like half a million people yeah. from of Manhattan, and I was like, yo, and you know, uh, they, they they showed like the, the Coast Guard like sitting there, like anybody with a boat, if you can come, you see tugboats, people just on regular boats just coming and on the fairs when they, it was like everybody was united, it was like you saw guys in business suits, executives, well, there, there was like one one scene they saw not scene but uh, uh, event they see like three executives like picking up an old lady and her dog and like just like making sure they're getting on and everybody's getting good so uh, yeah and it, it was a guy he was a captain of a boat and he said like he he knew he had to go and his he said his wife was like you you're crazy like what if you go and like you know something else happened he was like well then that's just he's like then that's something i gotta live with but i know i gotta go help people
2: i think it was interesting to see people came together
0: like uh-uh. it wasn't there wasn't uh what's it called division of oh well you vote this way and you support this and you support that it, that was all out the window mm-hmm. and like like one of the things I learned early on was that it didn't matter what else happened outside of that. It was, I'm going to help my fellow man because this is tragic. And you see it in the in the dock that Hulu has where after both towers are collapsed, these firemen are gathering, uh, I guess, next to the rubble. And one of the captains is like, hey, we'll take your helmets off. And everybody's like, wait, what? Because, you know, you're a fireman. You don't take your helmet off. You're supposed to go and, and go do your job. Yeah. And he's like, we're going to have a moment of silence because we lost a lot of guys.
2: Uh-huh.
0: It was quiet. And then they go and put their helmets on. And the thing that I found fascinating about this is somebody managed to film that moment. So you see it in real time as this guy's narrating what's going on. You see them all, they're gathering. They kind of look at each other like, wait, what? They take their helmets off. They put them back on and they just, they go back in and you see these normal dudes that one guy was a recovering alcoholic and he was an EMT and, you know, he made his way to ground zero to go start digging through stuff and he didn't care. He was just like, it's just something I have to do. And he couldn't explain it. Yeah. But it, uh, I don't know, man. It, it was a different time.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I saw one guy like he was recording and like even you know nowadays like you see people recording they kind of like stay out of but he was like recording and helping people like he was going around like yeah. he hid behind a car he was going he was like telling like firemen he was like yo this guy needs oxygen if you can help him he saw like, I guess like some doctors bringing in stuff he was helping he was like whoa he was, like let's set up right here because they won't let us get any farther and stuff like that so like you said like yeah it was a different time like now somebody probably just would have been recording in the cut standing from it but like this guy was like really getting in there and uh, it changed a lot of like movies too because well some I, I remember reading I, I reread it the very first Spider-Man you, you can find the teaser poster it's like Spider-Man on the building
2: and oh, yeah. you, you see
1: it in his eye I, I, it's either like I think it's the World Trade Center that's that. That was cool, and it's a teaser trailer where a bunch of bank robbers that get in, they're in an uh, airplane, and like he webs it up, and like one of the uh, on some of the web is like the World Trade Center stuff like that. So they took that out, and I'm you know you can find that like on the internet and stuff like that. But yeah, they made sure to take that. They, they made sure to take that out. Uh and in
0: Zoolander too? Mm-hmm. I did not know about that one. When they, I guess they're like doing the like a. a sp- you can see the skyline in one of the characters' eyes, and they mm-hmm. edited out the trade center. And
1: I think they edited all of the sopranos too, like when it's first coming on. Like the theme song and stuff like that when they show it when he's driving. Yeah. Let me see.
2: Oh, it's not in the guys. It's just the skyline. I'm sorry. He edited out the trade center.
1: Yeah, and um, this wasn't really, like, affected by Nala, but it it had, like, some, uh, I want to say it's allegorical, like, the Dark Knight, when Batman uses the surveillance system to hack into people's phones, like, that was kind of like a little undertone of the Patriot Act that went into effect after after that, like, he's doing...
0: Something for the greater good, but it's wrong. Oh, when Lucius says, uh, "Yeah," She said, "Put your name in at the end when you're done." Uh-huh. It, yeah. It's
1: wrong. And then you have a movie like Zero Dark Thirty, where it shows them like torturing people. They get information, but it's like
0: they torture them to get it. How solid is the information? Oh, so I was actually talking to a coworker about this. There is. A documentary out there about uh, what, is, what is it called? What, this guy was apprehended <clears throat> and taken to uh, Guantanamo Bay 14 years there. Um, is it Giant is it to the
1: Dark Side?
0: I, I forget what it's called. The, but uh, the only reason that he got uh, flagged was because I think he had a like a third degree connection where they stayed in a room where they stayed in a building that he was in, that somebody he was related to was renting out to them. Mm -hmm. And so they thought he was part of it. And, you know, talking about the, the torturings and stuff that they did and the interrogations that they did on zero dark 30, the same thing happened to this guy. And he says, I'll say whatever you want. Like, what do you want me to say?
1: Yeah. Was he a taxi driver?
0: Oh, shit, I don't remember. He might have uh, been. Yeah, because
1: uh, it's not... It's uh, Taxi to the Dark Side. It says, focus on December 2002 of an Afghani Texas driver named Dumour du who was beaten to death by American soldiers while being held in extra tension and interrogated at a black site.
0: Oh, an no, American- that's another one. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, So this guy, he went through his first tenure there under Bush and then he was supposed to get released. And then Obama's like, well, no, we need to keep talking to him. So he stayed another seven years and he finally got out. <clears throat> and uh, I want to say he wrote a book about it and he just, he talks about his experience there and the things that happened. And I, I, I want to go watch it because it's super interesting to, to hear you know from him. What he went through because you you kind of saw it glorified in zero dark 30. you know mm. they're trying to go find the bad guy they're trying to go find yeah. that ks whatever his name is and i think it's sad that we have to go to those lengths to get information yeah. but is that information really yeah usable afterwards because I mean this guy said it himself he's like you know they were doing things to me and I was going to say whatever the hell they wanted me to yeah. say because I don't want and, to happen
1: and I remember that being like a big controversy when Zero Dark Thirty came out they was like is it pro-torture is it against torture and that was a big thing and then you had a movie like uh, American Sniper by Chris Collins that was a big huge controversial because he's you, you know he he said he did some things in Katrina, and people was like, "Oh, are well, they glorifying him? Are they not glorifying?" And huge, huge things and stuff like that. Like, uh, it, some of it is, uh, you know, office politics where you try to dirty up the other movies so you can win. And some of us dealing like with the politics and stuff like that, and. People from different sides of the aisle trying to come up with zingers and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah, and you, you see it. Uh, I saw uh, United ninety three about the flight. Uh, I, I want to say I seen it. Like it came out in two thousand six. I don't know if I saw it two thousand six or two thousand seven. I saw it and. It, 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 it didn't, I was reading in the bottle, like, it didn't have, it didn't, like, tell the name of none of the passengers, because they were like, oh, you know, they wouldn't know each other. Very realistic. Very sad. So, yeah, and like I told you, you guys and stuff like that, like, uh, I was reading something, they was like, oh, you know, before 9-11, you, you didn't have to take your shoes off when you got on the plane. And I was like, wait, what? yeah <laughs> you don't remember uh, oh um, you know yeah no <laughs> i was like oh i was like oh that's crazy
0: and josh was a child in 2001. yeah yeah <clears throat> a lot of stuff changed to the later. oh yeah i think like my first time flying uh yeah they made you take your shoes off belt it was, it was weird. I was going through a checkpoint and had to do all that stuff just to get on an airplane,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you didn't question it because, <clears throat> you know, you saw what happened. So I guess it was kind of like you accepted it. You know, it was one of the things you had to do to get on a plane, and then like fast forward now, I have TSA Pre, so I put my bag okay. down and I walk through the little scanner and I keep going. <laughs> Okay. And it's such a big difference from, you know, that first time that I flew that it took forever, that there was TSA, there was dogs. And now it's kind of like, it's just another routine that everybody goes to to get on a plane. Mm-hmm. <coughs> um, so I want to kind of move towards uh, the after, you know, the... Mm-hmm. One in particular um, TV show is Rescue Me, like I talked about in the intro. Um, Dennis Leary, he's this fireman that was in 9-11, and he's, he sees these ghosts of, I think, once his brother and his friends and just everybody that was in 9-11 that didn't make it. And he was one of the the, the ones that did. And you see him cope throughout the entire series with, you know, alcoholism and abuse. And he's training these new guys. And you see this, like, this falling out of, yeah, yeah, okay, we get it. You're from 9-11, but we're moving past that. And it shows, like, really well how hard it was for some of these dudes to move past everything that happened, you know? Like, I thought it was very gritty and very eye-opening to that culture that was in New York City because they lost, Mm -hmm. you know, over 400 police and Mm -hmm. and firefighters in the... Yeah, Uh, Pete Davidson and
1: Dad. Pete Davis and Dad was one of those firemen, yeah.
0: Um, Pete Davidson, yeah. Yeah? Uh, Zelina Vega from WWE. Her dad passed away in
2: teeth.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: So many people were affected in all walks Mm -hmm. of life. It doesn't really, like... It doesn't concentrate on one or the other. It was just mm-hmm. anybody who was anybody, and like you said, there was executives with their secretaries and they're running, and mm-hmm. an old lady with her dog. So it was it encompassed everybody. It didn't discriminate yeah. at all. And
1: you hear about like people having to like jump out the bills. It was just terrible. But if you mention the good, you also like people coming together. You yeah. have to mention the bad, like the racism that went out. That was just bad. Like a lot of Muslim people who had nothing to do with that experience, terrible time because of that. And that's something like we have to get better at. And... You know, uh, I would like to say things have gotten a little bit better. But, you know, how certain people have acted about like with the pandemic against Asian people, it's a lot of growing to do. It's a lot of ignorance that has to be come through and stuff like that. But, yeah, I couldn't imagine being particularly like Muslim during this time. That had to hurt like, you you know, you, America, you're trying to get the American dream this happened with people that you don't even know and now you're being accused now you are being called one of these people that hijacked the plague
0: it's like you said it's ignorance you know like yeah. people want to loop everybody into one category because they might look like them or they might talk like them and they have nothing to do with what happened mm-hmm. and i think a lot of it just starts with you know, when you're younger, you, you're you not born that way. You kind of learn that from your, oh, yeah. your surroundings and your environment.
2: Hmm.
0: And, shit, I'll be the one of the first ones to say, like, if I look at myself when I was in sixth grade versus myself now, like, I've come through a whole lot of change. And there's, no, there's a lot of people that don't yeah. evolve. They stay in those ways. And it's sad. Like, you don't get to experience everything that i think is is possible you don't get to experience the food the culture the people yeah. the, any of that because you think a certain way and it's it's unfortunate yeah
1: and uh another thing i touched on that i really liked was uh john stewart formerly of the day of uh, the daily show mm-hmm. he used his voice to help get first responders help like that was crazy to me like how you know, people in the government turned their back on first responders and stuff like that. I was trying to tell them like, you know, the air at Ground Zero wasn't bad. And a lot of them got sick because of that air from being at ground zero. Yeah. And they and it took them years to get the support that they needed. Very disgraceful.
0: I think they were still fighting a couple years back, like two, yep. two years ago for it. Uh-huh. Think, and, uh, <clears throat> is it Gary Sinise? The Okay from Forest Yeah, yeah, Uh, he's got a huge foundation that you know reaches out and helps them, and Mm -hmm. you know he does as much as he can. But yeah, like a couple years ago, I remember seeing articles and stories, and Mm -hmm. they're still fighting just for healthcare. That's I was like, that's crazy. I was like, they can call you
1: heroes in one sentence until you know we won't help you in another sentence. So. I thought that was pretty cool. Like you said, Gary Sean and like John Stewart doing that, lending their voice for a great yeah. cause. Uh, yeah. So, whew, so, uh, it's going to be, you know, 20 years, two days from now. Like, it's, I can't even imagine like being there and then like 20 years later, Still, like that's, that's the experience, like they don't always
0: stay with you. Have y'all ever been to uh, New York to the memorial site? I have not. I've well, been in New York period. Yeah, I was I'm like, I'm, like I'm,
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm poor. I was like, I didn't want to like, make a joke, but I was like, no.
0: No, uh, if you ever get the opportunity just to, to visit New York, that's one of the top spots to go. Uh, and not in a sense of entertainment, but the, I think because we experienced it from so far to see it up close mm-hmm. and to be there, it was it was different. Like, uh, walking up, you know, you see the new World Trade Center, giant building, super shiny, beautiful. And then you get to the site. And it's quiet. Mm-hmm. Um it's not like the rest of New York where everybody's hustling and bustling and trying to get to where they're going. And nobody says, excuse me, you don't wait for the damn walk sign to go. Mm. And then you get to this spot and it's, it's a 180 degree difference.
1: It's like, everybody knows it's like sacred ground right there.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I remember we walked up, you know, we're sitting there and I didn't even, I didn't take pictures and mm. you, you know, yeah my dumb ass will go in there and I'll start taking pictures and then um, this lady put a cup on where the names were and the security guard comes over and very nicely, but aggressively, Hey, you need to take that cup off. That's mm-hmm. a memorial site.
1: Did she try to like argue? She just like, here and did it.
0: No, she, uh, right away took it up okay said sorry and then it's good I know it was super quiet man like it was just different from the rest of New York because mm-hmm. it, it was a different scene and it's still like I want to go back to see more because we only saw the memorial we didn't really go into the museum but I know we walked past the firehouse where uh the whole crew was lost and it's it's closed off and it's a memorial site for that crew but it was it was different from the rest of the city that whole area is just it's different and it's different in a good way and i don't know i want to go back and and really like educate myself more on it because it was was interesting
2: Mm -hmm. that is crazy uh yeah um
0: Are there any particular documentaries that you guys would recommend or, I guess, like a TV show that you would recommend to watch next on some of these events? The Netflix one is pretty good. That just came out. The Netflix one? Really? Yeah, yeah, it just came out. I think this week. Just I guess all the, the shows are coming down now. I guess yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, right around the corner.
1: A documentary? I can't really say. I'm a, a movie? United 93. Oh, yeah, United 93 was good. Yeah.
2: We watched the Nicolas Cage. Films. Oh, what, uh, Michael Pena? I, don't, I mean, not, I guess she you could.
1: Cause you have a lot of moves that don't. Oh, uh, I was looking up. You have "Rain Over Me" with Adam Sandler, but that's about like a man who you know loses his family. How he deals with it. Uh, there's like there's quite a
0: few. There's
1: yeah, yeah. That, that 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 there's a lot. Like it, it's mostly like dealing with with people uh, trying to get uh, trying to you know understand what happened and move yeah. on with their life.
0: But I mean you jump on Hulu, Netflix, HBO, yeah. you're gonna find something. Like uh-huh.
1: Fahrenheit, nine eleven. Yeah. The Michael Moore one? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's a lot of like content out of there, then you can uh you can get on YouTube and look up like news footage, and because yeah, something like I realized and stuff like that. Because I, uh, I was watching like a news footage yesterday morning, as I said earlier. They a lot of people assumed the first plane was just an accident, because mm-hmm. they were like that. It was flying low, and and you can hear like the news kept talking to people, and some people was like, "Yeah, it's dropping like eight hundred feet and stuff like that." And sorry for the little joke, I'm terrible at math. So I was like, how the hell these people know, like, eight, 900 feet? Was, that that was, threw me off right there. I was like, okay. And, and they was like, well, did it look like anything? And they was like, nope. And then you hear, well, another plane hit something. And everybody instantly at that moment knew that they were on an attack. Like, there was like, it's no way two planes here just happened to crash for no particular reason. But but that very first plane, like people, they, you know, they were confused. They were just trying to figure out, like, what happened? They was like, whoa, whoa. did an engine go out? Did, you know, something happened? This is a, It was a tragedy. And then when that second one happened, people, you just see people running. Smoke is everywhere. Like, it's basic human instincts that kick yeah, in. Yeah, the switch flips. And they were just like, oh, shit. Get out
2: of here. I
0: think one of the things that I remember, too, from this damn documentary, and, like, it stuck with me for a couple days. Uh, I think it's a lieutenant, and he's talking about there's people that are running towards him for help, and he's right there, like, at the entrance to one of the buildings and he's got to like scream at them and be aggressive and he chuckles about it he's like i had to be kind of a dick to wake them up because they're just sitting there they're asking me what to do and i told them once you know Mm. keep running go for the fairies and he was like and then i had to scream at them because they wouldn't listen Mm
2: -hmm.
0: like you had to kind of snap them out of this flight mindset yeah, because they see this guy in you know, his his uniform and they're like, oh, he can help us. Mm-hmm. But there's so much chaos going around that they don't I guess it's they have tunnel vision. You know, they, they see the guy. Oh, he's going to help us.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he says, do something. And they sit there and they're like, what? Wait, what? And he's got to raise his voice and be in a, a dick about it. And he said, that's when they, you know, you saw them wake up from whatever trance they were in. And then they kept going. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Crazy, uh, a documentary that I haven't seen that I'm probably going to check out. Uh, I'm, and it's 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 not a joke. I don't want people to think, but it, it's apparently it's free on YouTube. It's Dixie Chicks. Shut up and sing. They were very much against the war in Afghanistan from the start, and people shitted on them, like their careers got ruined, and later on people find out, like, they were like, you know what? They were right. They were right. Like, we have this thing, especially when it comes to women, for, I don't know, I'm not going to sit in, like, I know the reason why, but like, we, we tend to have a tendency, like, when women tell us the truth, we just kind of stick our hands there and just like, mm, I'll listen to that later. <laughs> and then like, years later, they turn out to be right. But yeah, I was like, they, Career just went down after they criticized uh, that administration that led us into that, and that documentary like shows that it's, it's like it deals with the hatred from from public. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like, I definitely
0: gonna check that out. There's a there's a lot of really good ones out there. there there's mm-hmm. a whole bunch. Um, I know it. it takeaway i got from from all this is open your eyes a little bit and don't group everybody into one thing like that yeah love each other Mm -hmm. you can have your differences whatever it is but Mm -hmm. tomorrow you can never talk to him again and it it, you might have that last
2: voicemail that's it that's true
0: I agree 100% with that. All right, y'all, let's close this out because I'm (laughs) going (laughs) to cry. Go check us out on iTunes, Spotify. Yes. Or everywhere podcasts are available. Uh, Leave us a rating, share us with your friends. There's a couple of links down below where you guys can help support the show because I'd like to get Frank and Josh some uh, microphones and a little recorder. So we can bump the quality of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, it's uh it's Thursday. And we're gonna release this two days early. And, can I say uh, something? Yeah, yeah, go oh, ahead. I just would like to wish my lovely,
1: wonderful, kind, compassionate, empathetic mom a happy fifty nine birthday today. Oh happy birthday. Hopefully the cowboys could give her a victory. Um, I don't That's know a about that one. one I don't know about that one But <laughs> she'll, Like if they win She'll definitely Throw it in my face So <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: So like oh, Alright guys We will see you guys uh, Next week Bye
1: The D is silent. I know.